Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Two Cups of Tea. I'm Chris Heath, and in every show, I've got the best job in podcasting. I get to stick the kettle on probably more than once and hear the life story of an amazing character in their golden years. Here's a few intriguing tidbits to get you ready for what's coming up in today's show. Would you believe I found $20 in the car park? <laughs> I hated that costume. <laughs> Never in a million years did I think anything like that would happen. So let's go in and meet Brenda. She's 88 years old and lives in a small village in Cambridgeshire. Play the cheesy title music. I was born in a small village in 1929. Ooh, that's a long way time ago, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's old. Um, I was the eldest. Um, of how many? Well, if they all had survived, there would have been seven of us, but, you know, they didn't have such lovely medical care in those days that they have now. And Is that true? There would have been seven of you? Yes, wow. true, yeah. There was... Me, and then in between me and my brother, there was a child. In between my two brothers, another child. And then after my brother, there were uh, twins. There would have been seven. Now, that's a good family, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But three doesn't sound too bad either. What, so what were, you, what were you all like? My dad was very quiet and sang his hymns, smoked his pipe and... And worked, but my mother, oh dear me, yeah. <laughs> she was a go-getter and, you know, she was doing a job. She'd say, don't stand there watching, come and help. Yeah. And you know what? I thank her for that because I grew up, you know, being able to do many things I wouldn't have mm. been able to do. Who are you most like, do you think, out of your parents? I've definitely inherited from my mother doing things and helping and and rushing about and and hmm yes and the kindness from my dad because he was very kind. Mm. Dad was very quiet and very kind and uh, yeah. I know I've inherited a bit of both, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of both. Which is good. So you're the eldest of three. Yes. Are they brothers or sisters? Uh, brothers, two brothers. Yeah. There's four years between all three of us. Yeah. My second brother was named after my granddad Archibald. Yep. 
He doesn't like it. He doesn't like his name Archibald? No. That's doesn't. quite fashionable now. He, I understand that, yeah. but he doesn't like it. He, My brother now is 84 years old and he has a carer, and if they call him Archibald, he gets quite upset. He lets it be known that my name is... I'd like to be called Archie. Um, and how about your other brother? My other brother was Bernard. Um... He was a lot like me and a lot like Mum, yeah. really. Yeah, workaholic and liked everything just right and, and yeah, very kind, very helpful. Um, yeah, but sadly he passed away, 39 years old. Oh. Yes, yeah, I still miss him. Yeah, of course. He Growing up, he was my mother's favourite. Oh, all right, hello. Mum used to cook for the week. Mm. She used to make cakes and pastry and, oh, lovely stuff. <laughs> and uh, some of it used to go missing, and I used to get the blame for it, and it wasn't me, it was my brother, but he never got the blame for anything. So he was the perfect one? Well... He was a golden boy? Yes, I most definitely. There's always one. <laughs> he was lovely, though. He was a nice chap. Of course he was. Yeah. What was the name of the village you grew up in? Stilton. Stilton, as in the cheese? <laughs> Official now, it definitely got its name from Stilton. Hey! Oh, yes. I grew up in Stilton. Um, we, the usual things, you know, the yearly garden fate, uh, bowling for the pig that you got half of it. Whoa, hang on a minute, whoa. <laughs> bowling for the pig? Yes. Was that the name of it? Yes, the, 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 yes. What yes. is what's bowling for the pig? Well, it was a, you rolled this ball and if you got it in certain numbers and... The highest scorer on a pig. Uh, uh, like a, a, a pet real pig. live pig. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> so we always had really, really good egg and bacon. Oh, I bet. Oh, we did. Not thin slices that you get now. My dad sliced them really thick. Well, almost like a gammon. Oh, lovely. <laughs> we had a happy childhood. We ate very well. Yeah. My granddad had two allotments and there were so many vegetables. Oh, dear me. He brought so much that, you know, he couldn't eat them all. Um, so we ate very well. What was your favourite thing that your mum used to cook? Roast beef on Sunday on a stand with all the... And then the Yorkshire pudding underneath and the drippings going on in the oh, Yorkshire. Oh, hello. I have a daughter now and she says, there's nobody makes Yorkshires like Nan did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's your mum? That's my mum, oh. yeah. And and parsnips, roast roast potatoes, I mean, the works. Yeah. Mm. So it's, I can see you licking your lips. That's yes, still, I that's am, still, yeah. that memory's yes. still got you now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. She's a good cook. We ate very well, actually. Was it quite an outdoorsy life? Yes. Oh, we walked everywhere. Yeah. When we used to get ready to go to Peterborough, and um, we'd all get ready and... My mum would say, come on, let's get walking. Mm -hmm. And then the bus will catch up with us. You know, we, we just didn't stand waiting at bus stops. We just got walking. Oh, so you just keep you walking till the next stop? Until yeah, no, a... we were, the, the buses then would stop anywhere. Oh, would they? You just put your hand out and they would stop. I mean, not like they are now. Yeah. No, so there was but... never an excuse to stand still and wait at a bus no, stop? never. Because you could just put your hand out? Yes. Brilliant. We used to walk every other Sunday from the village of Stilton to the village of Yaxley. How far is that? Um, I should say about four and a half miles. We used wow. to go and have 
tea with Granny and Grandad. And what was that like? Oh, was that a big event? Well, it was, yeah, kind of. Yeah. But Granny made all her own things, like hayslip, collared head, pork pies, uh, uh, ham. Oh, scones, everything. Mm. And there was such an enormous, um, enormous amount of food on that table. Yeah. And Grandad would sit at the end with those absolutely stunning blue plates because I collect blue and I remember those. Oh, like the Willow pattern, that kind yes, of thing. Yes, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> and he'd put all this food on the plate and, and pass it down and... Boy, you just have to... You didn't dare leave any. Yeah. You know. Well, you're not allowed to leave any. No, you just have to eat. Even if you felt ill, you had to eat it. <laughs> it was a it was a childhood like a lot of children had. We had a good life, but not a, not a wealthy life. Where was holidays? Where did you go on holiday? Oh, oh, oh on Stanton. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> on Stanton in a caravan. How, what, you used to go for like a, like a week? Two or? weeks. Two weeks? Yes, Hunstanton in a caravan. Every year? Well, for quite a few years. And then I think one year my mother, who was a workaholic really, she said, I've had enough of staying in a caravan. I'd like to go in a guest house and be waited on. <laughs> And we went to uh, uh, Yarmouth. She's presumably said that because she was doing everything. She did, yes. Yeah. Yes, no, Dad didn't do anything. <laughs> well, yes, he did. Dad took us for walks to yeah. get out of Mother's Way. Gotcha. <laughs> but um, then we went to Hunstanton to a, a guest house. Mrs... I forget her name. Mm. I think it was Manly or Morley or something like that. Mm. But we, we went there. It was very nice... But it was not as much fun as a caravan. Oh, you preferred the caravan? Oh, absolutely, yes. You could you could go in the caravan with sand all over your feet and, and run down to the sea and things like that, but you couldn't in the guest house. You had to be very... They're quite tough, the, the guest house yes, being... Yes, very the, well the, behaved. The ladies, and, the landladies at guest houses. Yes, you know, and you, oh, dear me. we As children, we preferred the caravan. And was there like a big, you know, like a fate? Was there like a... Yes, there was a yearly garden fate. Yeah, and they used to have fancy dress competition every year. <laughs> and I won it just about every year. Really? Yes, dressed as Miss Superstition. <laughs> I've never heard of Miss Superstition. Well, green was considered unlucky colour. Yeah, so lucky or unlucky? Unlucky. Oh, OK. Green. And and it was made of crepe paper, so so you couldn't hardly breathe or stretch, otherwise it yeah. it it or bent over. Yes, exactly, <laughs> or it ripped. <laughs> um, with the things on, you know, uh, scissors, a black cat, and and crossed pieces of wood, because they say you, sh- you shouldn't go wooding on sticking on Sunday, because it was, you know. It was unlucky. So it was a it was a, cr- a crepe paper green dress. Yes, that it was, was covered in lots of things that were unlucky. Yes, like a black cat crossing the road. Yeah. and that. and I wore that blessed outfit every year, and 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 as I got bigger, Mum extended it. You know, 
Did you put more things on each year, like a charm bracelet? No, she just extended the uh, or lengthened it with more crepe paper, and she sewed. Well, you you took you take crepe paper and you open it out and stitch along the top, and then it gathers. You know, well, I mean that was really something. <laughs> and you used to win every year. Well, just about in the same costume. Just about. Wow. <laughs> Can you remember what anyone else was dressed as? No, I hated that costume. <laughs> <laughs> it I must have been very it. noisy. You couldn't do anything in a stealthy way no, wearing crepe paper. I couldn't join in and have fun like the others because I didn't move yeah. because of that. And what if it rained? What? That's a good thought, that Well, is. also, if you've got scissors, you can't run with no, them. No, they were not real scissors. They were made, they were made out of cardboard. Oh, know, OK, but even like still, scissors. it's bad luck to run with scissors, yeah. even if they're not only cardboard. Oh, dear me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't run anyway because I was never a runner. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we did the, the usual things in the village that, that you do. We went blackberrying and when the primroses and the bluebells were in season, we used to go over the fields of the woods and pick bunches and and it was, it, actually, they were they were happy times. How old were you when... For example, when World War Two started, I know I was yes, been about ten. Um, I remember the bombs dropping, and I remember to go down a shelter, and we'd just get to sleep and that. And oh, Dad would say, "Come on, we have to go," you know. And a bomb dropped just down Fen Lane, not too far from. Really? Uh, yes, but made a big crater. You were out, this is, we're out, where we are now in Stilton, we're out mm. a long way out into the country. Mm, well, somebody must have left their light on. <laughs> oh, I suppose so. Yeah, well, I don't know, but it makes you wonder why, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Did you ever have evacuees? Yes, we did. Oh, did you? Yes. We had uh, three. Uh, all at the same time, or? No, we had two, and then we had one. The two boys stayed with us for a while and then they moved on somewhere else. And the, But the girl stayed with us for a long time and her name escapes me. It does. But um, Were they all from London? Yes. And was it a culture shock for them? Very. They, I, I never forget that when the first... Her mother and father came down from London, and my mother cooked the usual roast beef and all the everything. Mm. And they couldn't; they didn't know how to handle it because they'd never had it before. You know. I bet it was a nice surprise. It was lovely. Yeah. Yes, they were nice people, really, and they loved their children, and you know, wanted them safe. So that meant then that by the time the war ended mm. on VE Day, you must have been about sixteen. Yes, victory in Japan. Oh, VJ Day? Yes. Yeah. My mother made homemade wine. We had a big copper outside and she used to boil parsnips. Oh, like a fermenting copper? Yes, yeah, she used yeah. to boil parsnips, um, dandelions and all kinds of things. Mm. And she used to make homemade wine and put it in the big stone jugs. And I hadn't had any drink before and everybody was celebrating. Yes. And she, my mother, came out with this stone jug, and filled a a lot, a, a lot of this wine in a jug. Yeah. <laughs> she said, and I drank it down, and I thought, oh 
oh, that's really good. Can I have some more? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had another glass and I felt so ill. I walked up the road and leant over a gate Yeah. and I wanted to die. <laughs> I wanted to die, and I said, I'll never, ever, dear God, get me over this. I'll never drink again. Yeah. Well, I did, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But that was my first experience with alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, that should have put you off for life, shouldn't it? Yes. I imagine, though, there were quite a few hangovers the day after the the war ended. Yes, that was a good day and good news. Yeah. Was it just you who was affected, or who who else? It was the final, the finishing of the home garden. They had a big party in the village hall. Yeah. And um, it got rather late, you know, 10, 10.30, and my mother said, your father is not home yet. Would you like to go and see what's happened to him? And I opened the front door. Yeah. And here's my dad walking down the middle of the road. Yeah. Drunk. Dad didn't drink. He drunk with his hat on the side and singing. <laughs> and I... I I had to go and get, shh, wake anybody up, and the more I told him to be quiet, the louder he sang. And I took him, I got him in the house, and we had a dog named Spot. Mm. And he was in a kennel outside, and he had a chain. And Dad said, well, that fell over the chain. Yeah. And oh, what a noise the poor dog made. He wondered what was happening. <laughs> I'd, I had to take him to bed and put him to bed and Mum never moved. She was really angry. <laughs> and I didn't sleep. I had just sat there waiting, should he be sick or ill or anything, you know. But I'm sure Dad had a lovely evening. Oh, I bet he did. He really did. <laughs> yeah. So obviously war in the area meant... A lot that... of Americans. Yeah. Yes, a lot of Americans with their nylon stockings and and different things like that. Obviously not wearing them. No, But just no, but bringing them. Bringing them, yeah. you know. But because Mum was strict the way she was, I didn't get any. <laughs> um, but then um, I did meet an American. Oh, really? Yes, a really, really lovely American. And married and spent... 41 lovely years with him. Now, listen, let's, that's skipping ahead. That's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> what we need to know is how you met. Well, can you remember the, the first night you met? Yes. Or day or, or whatever? Just I how went, you first met. I went to Huntingdon Town Hall to a dance. Hmm. I think there was about six of us in one taxi. Yeah. And well, he just came over to ask me to dance and there you are. And we all came home in the taxi and he said, what's the name of the place where you live? And I said, Stilton. He said, I'll be down tomorrow. And I thought, hmm, that's the end. I won't see him anymore. Yeah. But he He came down. He didn't say what time. No, he just, he didn't. He just said, I'll be down tomorrow. That's very vague, isn't it? Exactly. I thought, yeah, no, that's the end. I shall see of him. Mm. But... Um, where we lived in the village, the other side of the road, was the was the um, Bell Inn, famous Bell Inn. Mm. And the right side of it, the big bay window, were the tea rooms. Right. And I actually, I did get dressed up in a nice costume. Oh, even though you didn't think yes. he was coming, you no, thought just I in did. case. I did. went to the front door and looked over the road and there he was with two of his friends. 
Oh, so he brought moral support. He did, yeah. just in case I didn't, he couldn't find me. He didn't know where I lived or anything, you yeah. see. And there he was. Well, this was the time before mm. you can text someone to say, I'll be there at this time, yeah. and you can't, there's no mobiles. You've just got to take a gamble, haven't you? Yeah, and I did. Yeah. But what a gamble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there you go. We, we, um, yeah, we, we married and two lovely children and... So that was, but that sounds like the beginning of the next chapter. And so, did you did you stay here in in Stilton, or, or what did you no, do next? We, well, you know, there weren't. <clears throat> he found a place in uh, Mildenhall, mm. Mrs. Morley's guest house, and I moved up there, and we had one room and shared everything: bathroom, laundry room, everything, you know. And um, and from there, that's. My daughter was born at Wimpole Park, mm. and from there we um, <clears throat> got transferred to um, Turner Air Force Base, Georgia. Georgia, America. Yes, I went. That was my first experience on a ship, the SS Gibbons. So hang on. So at the first of all. That's not just your first experience on a ship. I imagine that's your first experience leaving, leaving the country. Exactly, yes. Because you spent your childhood in well, in, in the Fens yes. in East Anglia. Stilton. <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden everything gets uprooted and you're you're across to... Yes, yes. ..to Georgia in, yeah, the, in the Deep South. Yes. What, what, what year was this? 1953. Wow. We should have left in 52, but then I became pregnant with my daughter, so we left... 1953. Yeah. Um, and so, sorry, now we go back to the SS Gibbons. Yeah, we went on the SS Gibbons. Yeah. We ran into three storms on the way. So this is a transatlantic yes. passenger ship. Yes. From so it was a nice, expensive Titanic-type ship, was it? Was Rubbish. it Rubbish. <laughs> it was a troop ship. <laughs> oh, God. And we had good quarters. You know, I hate to think what the others were like. <laughs> but we... we, we we're late arriving. We couldn't get off the ship because a little boy had fallen on deck and died. Oh, my God. So we were late arriving in New York. So you arrived at Ellis Island? Yeah, somewhere along yeah. there, yes. And when we got there, I never. I was so pleased to see dry land and I declared I'd never go on a ship again. Mm. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We arrive in New York and my my husband's brother and his wife and children lived there and we stayed with them while my husband went to pick up a car he had ordered and and there you go, we drove down to Turner Air Force Base. And that really was an eye-opener because... That must have been a massive culture Oh, show. my goodness, it was horrendous. How so? Explain. Because I'm... I love everybody. Yeah. Whatever colour or race, I love everybody. Oh, so you and moved there right was, in the middle of the civil rights? Oh, yes. It oh, was right. really horrendous, yeah. You know, you had one part of the bus, they had the other. You went to the movies, they had one part, they had the other. It was really horrendous. Mm. I couldn't understand it because I'm not that kind of person, you know. Yeah. I just couldn't understand it. And I still can't. <laughs> But um, we got a nice house. We lived in an apartment for a while and we got a nice house and, yeah, and and I made friends and one of my best friends was a black lady that was a, a servant at, near where I lived and we became very good friends. Mm. And, um, yeah, and when I became ill, she really helped my husband and, yeah, she was a nice lady. So was she your housekeeper? No, she wasn't. I didn't have one. What was her name? Pearl. And she's the one that showed me how to cook, what to do with fried chicken. What do you do with fried chicken? Well, she, when she saw the way I was doing it one day, she said, Missy, Brenda, yeah. this is the way you do it. And she got a brown bag, yeah. put flour and spices in it, put the chicken in and shook it, and there you go. All set. Shake and bake. Shake and bake, yeah. Very good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nice lady, nice yeah. lady, nice lady. She was. Um, and did, was it? Uh, and was did that cause a problem that you had a friend who was black amongst the other? No, because I wives? didn't care. No, but were people funny about that? Uh, a little, yeah, little. But I think she was more worried than I was. You see, mm. you know, yeah. It was a, it was a bad time. It was a bad time in the south then. But you know. It was, we, I was ill and I had to go to Walter Reed Hospital in Washington, D.C. And um, so we got um, transferred to Andrews Air Force Base in Washington, D.C. You because were ill? I, yes, I had cancer. My God. Yeah, and I, I was really ill. Um, and we got transferred to Andrews Air Force Base, Washington, D.C., I had to be near the hospital. Yeah. And um, that was great. That was great. There was good fishing. Ooh, mm. there was good fishing on the boats for my husband. And yeah. We could stay on the side and fish on the side. Yeah, that was that was a good move. There, I know there was prejudice, but you didn't feel it so much there as you did in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. Well, you're right in the thick of things, I think, in, in terrible, the Deep South, terrible. aren't you? I felt for those people, black people, so much. Yeah. I really did. And so tell me more, if you don't mind, I mean, what happened? 
What happened when you became ill? Well, my mother-in-law was, came to stay with us. She always came to stay with us. Mm. <laughs> and she took me to see a specialist and they diagnosed cancer and there you go. Mm. I had cancer of the cervix and then it just spread to my bladder. Mm. And, um, uh, yeah. But the, what was the, or the, the the nice thing or the funny thing, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the doctor, Captain Reaver, that delivered my daughter... Mm. At Wimpole Park, was the he was Colonel Reaver then, and he he did my operation, and he was Mamie Eisenhower's doctor. Wow! Yeah, so there you go. Boy, that was a jump up, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about your husband, Lou. Yeah. Well, his name was Arturo. Yeah. But when we first met, I could not get my tongue around that name, mm. so I nicknamed him Lou. Oh, you nicknamed him Lou? Yes. Right, OK. And it, it stayed with him all his life. Mm. He was 15 years, no, 14 years older than me. Mm. He had been a pilot. He went through the Berlin airlift. He was one of the first 15 pilots to fly the helicopter. Really? He trained the Brazilian crews. With a helicopter. Yes, my son has books of him with really famous people. Mm. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was very clever. He he did his training at Kelly Air Force Base, Texas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he was a, a clever man. So after, thank God, you went into remission and the cancer yes, went? yes. Um, where next? Because it seems like you're, you're dotting around the world like Indiana Jones at the moment. Well, it felt like that, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, from Washington, D.C., after I got over this and I was getting about again, we got transferred to Evreau Air Force Base in France. Mm. La Madeleine, La Madeleine Base. Yeah. That was lovely. Yeah. It was kind of not far from Paris, out in the woods... Oh, that was really great. Yeah. You know, all those hot baguettes and croissants. Ooh, that was really... (laughs) (laughs) Food seems to have played a more important part in your life. Yes. Well, the most important person in in my life, two people. Well, there's a few. Yeah. But I think my mum and dad, for for my mum's determination and my dad for his kindness, and and my husband for... Giving me my two children. Mm. What were you all like as a family? Was it? I always said I had three children instead of two because he was like a third child. Oh, really? Yes. I used to buy toys for the children and he used to get upset if he couldn't play with them. <laughs> <laughs> he was an excellent father. Yeah. Excellent. He loved them dearly. Yeah. Nothing was too much trouble. He wanted them to study. He wanted them to take care of themselves and... And to keep their rooms clean and But it sounds like sometimes he could be a soft touch too. Is oh, that right? Believe me. You know, when we first went to America, mm. we stayed in New York for about four days while my husband went to pick up a, a car. Mm. He came back and I, because it was so hot, mm. it was August, I needed some hats for the children and different things. And we went to a large, never in my life seen a store like it, Mm. to buy some hats. 
And he said, I'll stay in the car, you go in and buy the hats. Mm. So I did. And when I came out, because I was in there some time, I bought sheets and, mm. oh, it was heaven. I'd never seen anything like that. And, that, it was, and you were uninterrupted as well. You could go and look oh, at what you wanted. That was my first experience in an American store. Mm. Anyway, I was in there some time. When I came out, the children had sweets, a book, different things, and I said, where did you get the money from? to buy those things, and in such a straight face, he looked at me and said, would you believe I found $20 in the car park? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Brenda, <laughs> did you believe he found $20 in no, the car park? No, of course park? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he was good. I, I miss him to this day. Yeah, of course. I do. Christmas has never been the same yeah. without him. Well, I imagine, I imagine it's not just it, when you get a cross of cultures like that, the different dishes and the different food yeah. that he would have literally brought to the table. Mm. I mean, what was there? I mean, what were the kind of things that... <clears throat> so you went from roast beef and horseradish and all of that kind of very and... English thing. What kind of things did you, did oh, you then paella, go to? rice and beans and pork, roast pork and all the Puerto Rican things. Yeah. You know, oh, my... And did you and did you like it? Oh, every bite. <laughs> <laughs> when I first met my husband, <clears throat> you see, the only rice we had was rice pudding, milk rice pudding. Yeah. You didn't eat savoury rice then. Mm. We ate potatoes. And the first rice I cooked came out like a ball, a ball of stodge, you know. Yeah. You could cut it. <laughs> and he said, yum, 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 yum. I remember he said, what happened to the rice? Mm. And I said, well, he said, each grain is supposed to be separate. So that was a shock, that yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> but, but after years, every grain of my rice now is separate. Very good. <laughs> and has been for a long time. Quite right too. Yeah, but it, it was it was a good life, and from from um, France we went to Puerto Rico. Oh wow! Was now, that your first time there? Oh yeah, yes. That's that must have been the biggest culture shock of all. It was, was it your first time there? It was there? different. Yeah. But I never, as long as I live, forget when we were landing in Puerto Rico, mm. that blue sea and the greenery and that, it was like heaven. Mm. It was, it was, it was lovely. And we were stationed at, we were stationed at Ramey Air Force Base. He got out of the Air Force and, and uh, we, we rented a house up near his family. Yeah. So I got a job at the Naval Station in in the in the base exchange and um he just was not settled on and and didn't know what he wanted to do and and I was concerned about my children's education and mm. so when was it that you came back to the UK know, after after nineteen sixty three. Oh so you you'd been so you went yeah. over to on that first boat. You went to yeah. New York in nineteen fifty three. Came back sixty three. Then you did, you know, you did Georgia, Washington, France, Puerto Rico, and then yeah. you came back to settle. Yeah. So you had ten years of all over the place. Yes. And then in sixty three, you were home. Yes. Yeah. 
So it sounds like your husband, Lou, was, it says, you know, he's very academically minded and, mm. but at the same time, it sounds like he was happy just out fishing. He loved fishing. Yeah. He loved fishing. I mean, wherever we were stationed, he always managed to get on a boat with members of the crew or the, or the, or the military. He always managed to. <laughs> and we had neighbours called Edelhuber in, in Puerto called Rico. Edelhuber. Edelhuber. That's in, a great name. Yeah, in Puerto Rico. And they used to go fishing together and bring all this fish home. And, and, and we, I don't know where they got it, but they got this huge piece of plywood in my garden. And they'd clean his fish and we used to take it up to San Juan to the family, you know, and they couldn't believe it, all this lovely fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet there's good fishing in Puerto oh, Rico. Oh, blue marlin and oh. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful fish, yeah. It was a nice few years there, actually. Hmm. It was. But... But you must have liked being home. Yes, I did. Were your mum and dad were still... Were they still alive when you came back yes, to England? Yes, they were. Yes, yeah. yeah. They were. We lived with my mum and dad three months, mm. and then we got a, a, an apart. Of the, we rented the front half of a house in the next village. Mm. By the, the early seventies, I knew my husband was getting worse. Mm. He had trouble getting up and down the stairs. Mm. It, it, yeah, he he was really not well and. And that once again, I had to put my foot down and say, "We are going." I don't know how, but we're going to buy a bungalow. Mm. You know, so that was a good move, and it was a good move for him because mm. he could not make the stairs, you know. So, and and I'm still in the bungalow. Yeah. Yeah. That's I where am. we are now. It's a lovely bungalow. Yes, yes. Right in the middle of the village you were born in. So you've come yes. full circle in lots of ways, yes. haven't you? And by the way, I'm the since my friend Gladys passed away last year, mm. I'm the oldest person born in this village. So you're the village elder? I am. So yes. I would imagine, at, you know, at times of fate and things, people would have to come and pay homage to you and give you presents and things. No, they don't. They want you to come and they can really... They, they expect you to buy them a cup of coffee. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> or, or a pint, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm back where I was born. Yeah. And 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 for what it's worth, my my husband spent a lot of happy years here. Mm. And and he studied. He studied hard because he became a linguist. Yeah. He spoke four languages and and he, he became a linguist and did a lot of good work. Now he um he passed away how long ago? Um nineteen ninety. So that was nineteen ninety. But you found love again, didn't you? I certainly did. Nineteen ninety-one. Okay. But tell us, tell us about this. How did you meet this person? Well, <clears throat> at the the commissary at the base, they had a a cattle, a look a, a little magazine, and mm. at the back was two pages called Contact. Mm. And if you're looking for somebody to write to, a friendship, and 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 I wrote. Yeah. And I got, actually, I got quite a few replies. <laughs> but then I got a, yes, but I replied to somebody named John and um, he he was living in Germany with his daughter and son-in-law who was mm. in the army and and after about a year of, of 
letter writing that who said, could you send me your phone number? I'd like to phone you. And I did and he did. And, and yes, he came to England and we met and we were together 19 years. Wow. Only married five. But am I right in thinking that you you didn't stay here that whole time, did you? No. See, most people, I would think, mm. once they've had that kind of adventure of being all over the world and they end up full circle back in the village yeah, they were born in, yes. you'd think that would be you'd think, well, I think I've done enough now, but you up you up sticks again and move to Northwest America? No, to Colma, Washington. I went to visit that the a Christmas and um first Christmas and and um he had bought a house and and nothing in it, mm. only a bed. <laughs> and um I came home and I went back to visit again and we decided I'd go back to live with him. Mm. And I did. And um once again I hit the jackpot because a superman. He mm. was lovely. Very different from the first husband, but very nice and and he liked travelling. I mean he That sounds like the start of a whole new chapter. Oh he just liked cruising and travelling. I went all over America with him and oh it was a it was a whole different lifestyle. Mm. Mm. But then that became not so important to me as getting back with my family. Yeah. And um, one good old day he said, you know, Brenda, our phone bills are getting bigger and bigger. I think we should move to England. Mm. (laughs) Um, So he applied for a visa and it took about two years, Mm. but he got it and he sold up and and we moved back to this, the bungalow I live in now. Yeah. Yeah. But I went all over the world with John. Yeah. Not mi- not military. John also was retired military. Mm. He was Marines. So you went all over the world. What kind of places did you go? What places stick out in your memory as? Singapore. Yeah. Um, New Zealand, Australia. We travelled all over America. Mm. All the national parks in America are outstanding. And so many lovely places to see and... Yes, it was a whole new life for me. Mm. But then, like I say, I I just miss my family terrible, so I just wanted to come home. Yeah. And John sold up and we came back. And, and you had a, so, and you were married in, in the, your Stilton I was, Church? I was married in Stilton Church, yes. Yep. It was different because I, with my first husband, I was married in the registry office mm. in... Peterborough, but with John, we were married in Stilton Church, and and we had the reception in the village hall, and mm. yeah, and lived very happily here together until he oh died so suddenly. Mm. You know, one like they say, one minute he's here and the next he's gone, and that's exactly what happened. He must have felt cheated. I did. Yeah, I did because we were so happy together. Mm. Yes, I did. It just wasn't fair, you know. Mm. Two husbands, two good husbands, and yeah. But mm. I, I write to his family, and um, I can't fly. I won't fly anymore because mm. it, uh, you know, 
uh, it's too far. But I write to his family and they write to me and and um, I've got my first husband's family and my children are in touch with them and, you know, you've, you've got your memories and there you go. But bearing in mind mm. that I have a daughter and a son-in-law and a grandson that are great. Mm. I have a son with a partner and a son that are great. Mm. I have a nieces that are great. Mm. So, you know, there's so many people that don't have anything. Mm. And I feel so sorry for these people that don't have family. Mm. So you've had a life that's taken you from the fens of East Anglia mm. via a troop ship across three storms in the Atlantic to get you to New York. Yes. With your Puerto Rican husband who you met at a local dance here in East Anglia. Yes. With your two children on this yes. boat. Yes. You then went to the midst of the Deep South during the civil rights unrest. Yes. You had cancer. Yes. You waved cancer off. Yeah. You got rid of that. Yes, absolutely. Then went to Puerto Rico, yeah. France, then back to England again, yeah. then back to Washington yeah. State yeah. again. Yeah. You stood out there, then back here again. Yes. You've had quite an impressive life, it has to be said. Yes. When you look at it in terms like that. Yeah. Well, I suppose you're right, yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Never in a million years when I was growing up did I think anything like that would happen. Yeah. But I, I, when I was young, I was a bit of a tearaway and I had a lot of boyfriends. Yeah. I could have married, but I just didn't want to marry. Mm. I just didn't. And then I met Arturo Garcia. Mm. And, boy, did I ever want to get married. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and spend my life with him. Mm. So it just goes to show he was the right one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 88 years on the planet, mm. and you've seen most of the planet now mm. with the cruising with your second husband, John. Yes. So what have you learned? What's got you this far successfully? Being myself. Yeah. No, no airs and graces. Bearing in mind, I married two men mm. that went through university, mm. one university of linguists, one from a, a wealthy American family mm. that, that all lawyers, mm. the first English, Scotsman, Irishman to go to America, mm. very wealthy. Uh, my Puerto Rican husband came from a good family, mm. wealthy and everything. I came from Stilton, England, mm. going to Stilton School. And I worked at Chivers Jam Factory in Huntingdon. Mm. You see, so I must be have been doing something right. Yeah, yeah. So you say no airs and graces and be yourself. No airs and graces, be yourself. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're a nice young man. <laughs> you can come any time and talk to me. And that was Brenda, 88 years old and still a force of nature. Full disclosure, if you didn't know, she's also my lovely nan. Yes, yes, nepotism, but she's led an amazing life. And talking to her the other week after half a bottle of white wine gave me the idea to do this podcast in the first place. This show is about sharing fantastic life stories and talking to some amazing characters. But many older people don't have anyone to share their story with. There are 1.2 million chronically lonely people in the UK. 
If you'd like to help, then visit campaigntoendloneliness.org and find out how together we can all end loneliness. So, thanks to Brenda, obviously, thanks to Kate and Tim Cocker for all their help, and thanks to Acast for hosting this podcast. See you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.